Happy Saturday. That's right, my friends. A special bonus Saturday edition of Lions of Liberty here. Uh, about maybe six weeks ago, I was doing a bunch of live streams, which, which I'm about to start picking up again a bit uh, starting next week. But I did one with a gentleman by the name of Alexander Portelli, a really great guy, longtime uh, Ron Paul libertarian sort of fellow. And uh, he came on to do a live stream with me to talk about all his troubles and woes uh, dealing with the federal government trying to get masks into this country as well as with COVID tests. So you're going to hear that interview today. Uh, I wanted to make sure I got it out there on the podcast feed since it did kind of get lost in the shuffle with all the presidential debates and everything. But I also want to remind you one more time because you have to register by this Monday morning for Offshore Escape 2020. Why? Because it's chock full of amazing information about diversifying your income, about becoming an expat, uh, all sorts of information you can use, uh, whether or not you actually want to be a, a physical expat, diversifying your income and um, that sort of thing internationally is very important now more than ever. And if that wasn't reason enough to check it out, I am also giving a presentation talking about what I have learned over the years interviewing hundreds and hundreds of freedom-loving individuals. My talk will air on uh, June 4th at around uh, 11 a.m. Eastern, I do believe. Uh, but you need to register by Monday. So you got to head over to lionsofliberty.com escape for your free, that's right, absolutely free ticket to Offshore Escape 2020. Get it now at lionsofliberty.com slash escape. Welcome to the Lions of Liberty podcast. Here's your host, your guide, your shining beacon of liberty, Mark Clare. Okay, I am here with a gentleman by the name of Alex, Port Alex Portelli. Uh, I came aware, became aware of him in the last few weeks by seeing all his rants on Facebook uh, about uh, masks, about dealing with the federal government, about coronavirus. Uh, I could tell this guy's got a lot to say about this stuff, so I wanted to reach out and make something happen here. So, Alex, my first question for you. Are you ready to roar? I'm ready to roar. Excellent, my man. So um, I just want to get right into uh, the meat of this thing because, you know, when I first saw you talking about medical masks and, and all the stuff you're dealing with, trying to get masks imported, get masks created, I just assumed you sort of must have worked in the medical industry or the healthcare supply industry. And uh, you, you didn't work in any, any related industry at all, which makes this, your no. story here even more yeah. fascinating. So why don't you just start from the beginning here with how you got involved uh, with everything going on with, with masks and coronavirus and, you know, t take it, start it from wherever you think seems the best. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, I, I, I do have a little familiarity with uh, general kind of importing and exporting uh, of stuff, but my main, I have a business. I do uh, kind of uh, Airbnb management and uh, I have some properties Airbnb myself. And uh, so, which is a great business, uh, unless there's a pandemic. Uh, so that has, yeah, so that kind of totally died. Uh, and so I've had nothing to do. Uh, and then I got sick. Uh, at the beginning of the month of March and wasn't sure if uh, it was uh, coronavirus or what it was, but I was sick. And uh, so I'm like, okay, well, you're, you know, let me call, uh, you know, my healthcare provider. And right? This is when coronavirus, the frenzy was starting to heat up. It was right before yep. the lockdowns, but it was still, you know, it was mm -hmm. pretty much in the news. So I'm sure as soon as you get sick, you start thinking, oh shit, do I have- Yeah, you're just total hypochondriac, you know, and you're just like, what is, what if I'm, you know, and there's so much bad information that was kind of out then and uh, you weren't sure. I have asthma too. So uh, mm -hmm. it made me extra, you know, because at the time they were saying that asthma, you're more at risk. And I think they're, they've backpedaled on that now, but uh -huh. uh, yeah, so I was like, okay, so I tried to- get a hold of somebody and I, I couldn't. So I went to go try to go to the hospital to talk to someone. 
And uh, they're like, oh, well, your fever isn't high enough. Uh, have you been to China or Italy? And I said, uh, well, no. <laughs> I'm like, uh, does that matter anymore? And they're like, well, if you haven't, you, you don't have coronavirus. I'm like, <laughs> they, said, they said that with confidence, not just we're not they sure. They said that with confidence. Yeah, yeah. and then they kind of joked about it. They wouldn't even let me into the doors. Uh, anyone who's kind of been to the hospital. Uh, if they were, if they were, um, if they knew you didn't have it, you'd think you'd yeah, well, right in there, right? Yeah. So, and then, uh, you know, they're even kind of joking about it. Like the two front, front area people are like, yeah, what is it, like 30 people in the state have had it? <laughs> so, uh, I was like, okay, well, these guys aren't helpful. Uh, so they said, they did say, oh, well, you know, wear a mask and just stay home. So I said, okay, well, I can't buy a mask. There's none in the stores. Uh, I can't get tested. Let me see if I can, uh, find, find something, uh, a solution here. I'm a pretty, you know, ingenuitive, in, in, ingenuitive guy. Right. So, uh, kind of hopped online and, uh, I went where you would buy anything bulk and this is before everyone else was doing it. Uh, went to, uh, Alibaba of all places and I found masks. I said, okay, well look, they have masks, they have test kits. Let me, why don't we have these here? This doesn't make sense. Let me, let me order some. I ordered, uh, ordered a nice little amount. Uh, it was, it came quick. It was here in about seven days. I had a coronavirus, uh, test kit, which you're kind of seeing pop around. Uh, this isn't the exact, I'm kind of holding it up. This isn't the exact brand that, that I had then, but this is one. Uh, and then I had, I had masks come, the KN95s, uh, which you hear in the news a lot. Uh, those and the N95s. Uh, that was probably like March 15th or so. Uh, and then, so you just dove right into action once you realized that the, the response from even medical institutions or government or whoever was, was so poor yeah. that you may as well try to which, which the VA being, you know, it's the, the government uh, hospitals there is just absolutely right. atrocious. Uh, so, yeah, man. And then the tests were then, tests were cheap. You know, the tests, I mean, this is what they've used in Asia. Uh, you know, Taiwan, Singapore, South Korea, uh, China, they, they do kind of antibody rapid tests. Uh, you know, and everybody wears masks. They make masks and people, it's part of the culture. Uh, a lot of those countries, Taiwan, for example, is right next to China. They, uh, they never shut down anything. They just said they just said wear masks. Businesses said that to come into a business, you have to wear a mask, and uh, that was it. And they they're fine. They have and was, no was that even a government mandate there in Taiwan, or did they just say I don't you even think it was a, I don't even think it was a mandate per se. Uh, but it's just everybody that you know. I know that businesses, a lot of businesses there said you know are saying that you have to have them. But everywhere everybody wears masks, and uh, they don't have the kind of pandemic issue that we have, and they never have to close anything. So, so why do you think for so much time uh, the CDC was saying, oh, don't wear masks, you don't want to wear masks, masks aren't, masks aren't going to help, and now, of course, weeks later, they're saying the exact opposite. Now, here in LA, we're required to wear a mask. So yes. how, does this, how does something so basic that, I mean, it seems so obvious, even just as someone who doesn't really have extensive medical knowledge, if you right. have some kind of covering over your face, yep. it's going to decrease something. Now, that yes. depending on the type of mask, it might be a different amount of protection, but yep. that's obviously going to protect you more than nothing. So how, how, does, oh, this get, how does this happen? That is a great question. Uh, that's that's the government for you. Yeah. Uh, but even even more so is funny is so as I'm bringing these in, uh, you know, first I posted online. I'm like, hey, if people need masks, you know, just pay me what what I paid these I paid for them, and uh, here you go, I'll get you masks. And uh, I got them all out in probably an hour or two. I was like, this is amazing. Uh, so I I ordered more. I said, let me see if I can bring more in. Uh, and slowly, I kind of steadily started. Uh, before you know it, I'm kind of importing thousands of masks. Uh, about this time, suddenly, for whatever reason, the FDA uh, decided that they don't want to allow KN95s in. 
they're the Chinese version of the N95. The N95 is the 3M's kind of they're what the mask they make. And is there uh, any difference between those those two types of masks? I think yeah, the N95 is definitely it's a very very it's got that valve and it's just a very well made mask. Uh, it's just it's supply and demand. It's it's you have one company that makes these masks. They can only make so many. Uh, and it's, we, we, what we really saw in March is the mask market just totally changed uh, because you had the whole world started to go in lockdown and the whole world wanted masks. So now you had 7 billion people that want masks. Ideally, everybody wants an N95 and one company is kind of supposed to make them all. Uh, so that company is backed up and, and you've because seen that's our free market here in the U S where one company yes. is supposed to make yeah. one thing. And, and to get, get any kind of registration from the FDA is just a nightmare to me. And I've learned a lot of this with the hand sanitizer and everything. People want to make this stuff and we can get into that later, but, yeah. uh, yeah, the FDA regulations make it very tough. The KN95s, they're not as good as an N95, but compared to no mask, uh, you know, I think it just makes, it made perfect sense. Okay. So let me bring in a lot of them. Uh, but the FDA started kind of stopping that. So they started uh, seizing a lot of orders of KN95s. Uh, they wouldn't let them in. Me, I've only had one problem so far where I think you followed that. I had like a big mm -hmm. shipment of maybe 20,000 masks come. I can't remember if that was a 20. Yeah, it was about 20,000 masks, 10,000 of them, same, same brand, same company, same everything. 10,000 of them were let through at LAX Customs. And the, another 10,000 were held. And uh, I was given some really vague reason. There's like five sets of like form registration numbers that the government wants, the FDA requires for you to import a mask into the US, which who would have known? Uh, and one of the numbers was wrong. So they right. said, they called me up and they said, THL did, the uh, carrier. And they said, oh, well, these are going to be either sent back or destroyed. The FDA won't clear them. And I was just like, what? Like, you know, and there was, uh, at that point, I had a lot of people in uh, hospitals and clinics that were kind of uh, working with me to, to help them get masks. And I said, well, I need to get these masks. Uh, and I'm, I'm located here in Vegas. I, I, next morning, I woke up early and I drove out, drove out there uh, the four or five hours to, to go and see if I can get them, uh, rescue them. Uh, expect them to probably get arrested because I can, I can be a bit of a hothead and expect to have to argue a bit. And, <laughs> and who, knows, who knows if that's even uh, essential travel. Yes. So You'd think uh, it would be if you're getting a medical supply. Yeah. Well, the one thing, the, the traffic was the best I ever saw in L.A. So yeah, that was, there you go. Uh, it, it, I got there pretty quick. Uh, I, I live but, in L.A. and I've done that Vegas drive many times. So it, yep. it actually, I mean, that's the nicest thing about the pandemic is being able to actually drive that whole drive thing without, without sitting in traffic for three hours at a time. Yep. Uh, so yeah, so they were telling me all this stuff like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna have to destroy it. These are wrong, blah blah. I had tried to call people all day, uh, and I couldn't really get any answers. So I went in there expecting to argue with them and fight with them, and and you know then they would do something. But uh, I went in there uh, at at LAX Customs, and I spoke to a guy at the counter, at, uh, and he was really nice. And then they said, oh, there's a duty fee. It's uh, four hundred dollars. <laughs> and then we can release it. I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, just pay $400. You can, we'll release it to you. I paid $400 and they brought it right out. Uh, so, so you just had to pay your extortion fee. It was all, it was all. Yes. Really. Yeah, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I don't know why they said, and multiple people told me they were going to send it back or destroy it. So I don't understand. Uh, the rules have changed a lot. The same with the test kits. Uh, when I first, so if there's a, the FDA, uh, which is the people that are actually helpful considering they, they have a lot of rules, but they're trying to help. 
they set a hotline up on their website. Uh, you can Google it. If you Google uh, like COVID SARS-2, no, SARS-CoV-2 uh, diagnostic tests. Uh, and when I first started bringing these tests in, there were no rules. And I said, okay, well, this is great. Uh, I want to like, I'm going to put these online and I'll sell them to people for five bucks, you know, just to get them out and shipping and people can get test kits because we need to get tested, right? It's a pandemic. You'd think, You'd think that uh, would be the number one priority. Priority. <laughs> yes. So I said, and I even, just to make sure everything was done straight, I reached out to the FDA. They had this hotline. It was like, it's like 24 hours. I even had called them one time at midnight and somebody picked up. Uh, so, the, and they answer all questions about COVID uh, equipment and medical supplies, et cetera. Uh, and that guy then, mid-March, he said, oh, yeah, you can just bring them in. We're, we don't, it's fine. There's no rules on it. I said, okay, this is great. Uh, and then shortly after I spoke to him, uh, I remember it was in the news. Uh, one person got arrested for having fake test kits. Uh, it was a, a little whatever. So that one incident overnight, they changed the rules. They said, you can't, first they said, you can't bring test kits in. Uh, and I said, oh, shit. Uh, and then they also said no home testing, which is on their website. Uh, since then, I've managed to actually get permission. They've set the rules, eased the rules a lot, uh, and I've gotten permission to bring test kits in, but I just can't sell them to people for home use. Mm -hmm. But they're good enough for doctors and clinics and hospitals. Uh, I can show you a few if you want, like what the yeah. boxes look like. All right, one second. <laughs> Sorry, I should have had those ready here. All good. Uh, so this is kind of what this is one brand called Relay, uh, and this is a Chinese company. Uh, China had uh, since they've had the pandemic a lot longer than I'll hold it up close to had the pandemic a lot longer than uh, we have. They've had a lot of time to develop a lot of different antibodies. Oh, they got they got that cute little coronavirus. Uh, yeah. Right there. Uh, and yeah, and it takes it looks, 10 so, it looks so adorable when it's in cartoon form for. Some yeah. Time. Right. And you, you hear a lot about these in the news, and there's a lot of skepticism about them. Uh, but, I mean, they work. Uh, they're really good. They're not totally accurate, and they measure. This is another brand. There's a lot of brands of pharmaceutical companies making them. Uh, and do you and, know, are, are they always able to test? Obviously, they don't, nothing always works every time, but are they right. really testing for specifically this you know, COVID-19, yes, SARS-CoV-2? Yep. They test for antibodies of COV, of COVID-19. Uh, there's the, there, and, uh, we have since then, so they, they do validity studies, the, the bio, the pharmaceutical companies they provide, they'll provide, I mean, anybody can make up whatever, but, uh, since we've started bringing them in, we've had our own clients and customers, uh, you know, with doctor's offices and nurses who have tested them on confirmed con uh, coronavirus patients and they come back positive, which we actually just started hearing about that this week. So we're really excited. I'm really excited about that. But is it, like, and you're saying you're still only allowed to get these to like doctors and hospitals, but not, but not, yes, I, mean, I could, I could not buy one legally from you right now. Yeah. The, the rule, it's kind of vague. It's funny how they say it because they're not really, it's one sentence on the FDA website. It's literally just not for home testing. You can't make available for home testing. What does that mean? I don't know. I mean, if you use it for if work. If I go outside. Right. You know? <laughs> if you're in an alley doing, you do a blood test. Is it, right. is it a home test? I don't know. Uh, so, you know, and I actually had a, there's a police department that even ordered some and, and different people, somebody for their boss, for their company, and a, a lot of, because everybody needs tests. Uh, 
So, you know, I mean, I'm just taking that rule as, as okay, well, as long as it's not somebody ordering it for their home. Right. So organizations can use it to test, test yeah, their employees and that's totally fine. I don't fine. see any rule against that. So uh, if they got rid of that rule, though, that would solve the testing crisis overnight, I think. Because, because you had almost a- everyone would be like, sure, I'll take a, a $5 COVID test. Then I'll know yes. if I had the antibodies or I'll know if I'm yep. currently sick now, if I need to be more worried yep. or whatever. Exactly. You know? It absolutely wouldn't. You had a lot of companies that were ready to kind of introduce these to the market at the same time, and then the FDA put this rule in. Uh, so it definitely prolonged this this testing crisis, uh, which is interesting. Uh, but anyway, and then so you have the back to the masks. Uh, yeah, so the FDA had that rule, and I, I still managed to kind of get them in. Uh, but since then everybody has kind of started to have the same idea and you have a lot of people trying to import masks now. At the same time, the price of them has gone up a lot because of course, supply and demand. I mean, the, they need materials. The raw material prices have gone up. They're right. stretched to a brink. India went into lockdown and that we saw a huge uh, surge in demand there. Yep. That need masks. And so then the wait time went, weeks more, uh, raw material prices went up even more. Uh, you know, so it's just, it's a very volatile. And then on top of it, nobody is flying, uh, passenger flights anymore. There's a record low number of flights and traditionally shipping companies and carrier shipping carriers would kind of piggyback their products, their packages, DHL, FedEx, UPS on your commercial airlines. It's like they had space. Okay. United airlines and American would, would, you know, Southwest, whatever, will, will take UPS's packages. They don't have that anymore because all of these, these flights have stopped. So <laughs> there is a record high demand and there is a record low number of flights. Uh, so it's led to a very bad shortage. And that's why you see a shortage everywhere of things. It's just this uh, is the, the perfect storm in so many ways. It is. Absolutely. Uh, I actually just had another because my my friend, uh, a good friend of mine, very uh, libertarian guy. He has a he had a cool page, uh, libertarian troll on Facebook. You all follow. Uh, he uh, his his cousin has a uh, vodka distillery, which I just found. He was just kind of saying, hey, you know, my my cousin has this distillery. They they just made a ton of hand sanitizer that they just donated. I said, oh, that's great. Let me see. Can I buy some in bulk? I mean, cheap, you know, and get them to people like people out here need them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, oh, I'll ask. And uh, they said, okay, so we, we're only allowed to donate them. We can't sell them or the FDA will take away our liquor license. Uh, that makes and they can make, yeah, and they could make endless amounts uh, if they wanted First to. First of all, the FDA can take away liquor licenses? I didn't that's even what know they that were was, ta- a, yes. was something that was <laughs> Yeah, or some shit. So that's what they said. So in the FDA, it's just amazing. The, the FDA has like... It's like the rules that they've they've set for all these like health, medical and health things. Uh, it's really really stringent. Uh, so they, they've definitely all these things. That's why they're all made in China. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. like you try to make this stuff and they're going to shut you down. Even even masks. Uh, some of these masks are really cheap to make, uh, but you need licenses. You need the registration process with the FDA is is months and months and months. Uh, you know, and the big companies might have the money to get them. Uh, you know, but it's, it's, otherwise it's a really long process. And did I say that you were looking into manufacturing masks or, or, yes. were, or were manufacturing masks? So I had another idea, uh, because obviously I, re- I was starting to realize that the, the supply line, people need masks fast and the supply line from Asia is not, it's just not stable. Uh, and it's going to get more expensive. So 
I reached out to a friend of mine. I've done a lot of traveling. I have a lot of friends all over in weird places. Uh, and I reached out to a friend of mine in Costa Rica who has a garment business, of all things, ironically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we kind of got together and said, well, look, uh, you've, got the, you've got the machinery. Why don't we make face masks? Uh, and we can make them cheap and we can get them to people cheap and bring them up here fast. You know, they get here from Costa Rica in a day or two. Uh, so we started doing that and that's actually been a really big success until this week, uh, when the Costa Rican government said that they're going to ban the export of face masks specifically. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so that's, that's a hiccup that we've been dealing with all week, especially since we had 20 I have to assume that their logic, if you can call it that, is probably something, some misguided thought of if we allow masks to be exported, there's going to be less for our native population, which is, of course, ridiculous and makes no economic sense. When in reality, if they allowed the masks to be exported, if anything, you would see more money flooding in, allowing more masks to be made at cheaper costs and more people to get them. But Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. It it really put a damper in our entire operation. Actually, that's funny. My... My uh, partner and the, the guy, like the four-man guy and everything making the masks, uh, they were just excited to be able to put people to work in Costa Rica. Right, right, yeah. Costa Rica is such a they're, – they're going through a recession now before this, and now they're in, they're in total lockdown. So they just felt good that they're, they're putting these people to work that would be like starving otherwise. And, right. and then they're, we're able to – it's just everyone's getting masks, and then now the whole operation has shut down. So – we're going through some paperwork. We're very confident that we're actually getting good news that uh, we might be able to get some kind of export license to circumvent that. And uh, we're hoping that, you know, that'll happen. Uh, but that's the entire, this entire medical uh, shortage is just, it's just kind of one bureaucratic uh, problem after another. Like it's just uh, made it very complicated uh, for sure. I mean, I think what's most fascinating about your whole journey here is that, like, like you have no experience with any of this stuff prior to this, and (laughs) you're you're kind of learning it firsthand as if you were someone who was just, you know, trying to get into business. When you're really just trying to respond to everything that's happening around you here. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Uh, It's it's not something. It's and you know, it's and then people once that I've been able to get it for people, uh, I just feel bad too when you've got. You've got nurses and, and people, people even I know personally who work in hospitals and they're saying, look, I've got to use the same mask for five days, right. you know, because we don't have a choice. Uh, and it's, it is very, uh, you know, I just, it's just, it's stressful to know that that's going on. And if I can make a way to kind of solve that, I'm going to try. Uh, so. Now, uh, I don't know if I can, if you can fully answer this because, uh, yeah, maybe, yeah. because maybe those kits aren't quote unquote for home use, but were you able <laughs> to ever confirm with any kind of, through any method of any kind, whether you actually had coronavirus? No. Yeah. So, so I used them and, uh, I used them when I first got them and, and it came back negative. Uh, and I still, you know what? It's like any antibody test. Uh, it only tests for antibodies. So if you don't have antibodies yet, it doesn't mean that you, it doesn't mean it's fake, but it, but if it says it's negative, it just means you don't have them. It doesn't, you haven't developed them. So I kind of acted. Yeah. Because, yeah. because it's so close to, it could have, you could have right. had it and your body has um, never developed the antibodies. Potentially. Yeah. And I'm confident now that maybe I didn't have it. Uh, but you know, it's with this virus. It's, I guess you don't know. I mean, it's so strange. It seems like, uh, I don't know personally, even my opinions, I don't know if everybody has it and it's just, everybody's already asymptomatic or if, uh, you know, if not, but now I'm pretty sure since we've got some confirmations from hospitals that our tests work, uh, I'm pretty sure that I didn't have it. Right. Luckily. 
I mean, that's the, the biggest thing about all this to me. It's just so hard what to believe because mm-hmm. information comes from all sorts of different places. You don't know what is slanted for one reason. I mean, th- there's days when I think, man, they just must be blowing this way out of proportion. Yes. There's other days I see other things and I'm like, maybe they're, <laughs> maybe they're blowing it way under proportion and, and not telling us how bad it really is. Like, it, it's, yes. it's really hard to know how to how to sort through all, all the facts and what is fact and you know what's being motivated. And I yep. mean, there are so many centers of power, especially when it comes uh, to government and everything's getting filtered through that, that are protecting their own interests. So you yep. don't know, you really have no way, hardly any way to really know exactly what the truth about this virus is. And the truth no. is probably even a lot of people with, that, with good intentions don't really know. Uh, they're right. just taking a lot of educated guesses. When just, yep. Yeah, absolutely. For sure, man. It's, uh, but, but at least, you know, these, these tools, uh, one, we know masks probably help in some way, not even probably, I, I think it's safe to assume masks are going to help no matter what. And, uh, Two, test kits, having test kits everywhere will at least give people peace of mind. And that's definitely a very valuable weapon in, in knowing at least, getting some, some peace of mind if you're sick or not. Uh, and that's kind of the best we can do. Uh, and yeah, I don't really trust much, you know, what uh, everybody seems to be well-intended, like you said, uh, or for most people, at least the, you know, the regular workers. Uh, but uh, sorry about that. Uh, but that's actually my friend from my partner in Costa Rica, uh, probably about to update. Man, we should, we should loop it right into the zoom chat. Get a, get a, get a live update. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Hey, we got the approval. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Oh, and then another funny thing. It's like two weeks ago, uh, it was very tough getting these masks into the U S but it was easy to get them out of these other countries. Uh, and the FDA and customs customs, uh, you know, all of them, they just make it very difficult. They just want to bust your chops and, and they're just looking for reasons to just, I don't know what, now it's the opposite. Now they're very, very, yeah, come on in. We don't care. We don't care if their paperwork is right or wrong. We know we need masks. Let them in. Right. Uh, but these other countries now, it's the opposite. So China, for example, where ironically, China makes most of the world's supply of masks, uh, they, they've made their rules very hard now. They've kind of, because they see the world as kind of uh, uh, reacting to their uh, – handling of the situation and and so this is kind of a i i personally think it's a quid pro quo or something or or where they're kind of like okay well you're gonna give us a hard hard time we're gonna you know slow down supplies exporting uh so for example usually a big problem was you would have face masks and they're in queue and they're waiting in queue but once they get like their turn to be exported it goes quick they get export scanned and, and they're put on a plane and sent to the u.s now, once they kind of get out of queue and get to be processed for export, they're taking five or 10 days because the Chinese authorities are uh, checking them five or 10 times and, and just, you know, being really big sticklers about paperwork of the suppliers and manufacturers just to kind of do it. So it's, it's caused even a worse logjam. Uh, and they say they're doing it for quality control, uh, but, but it seems more like, it doesn't really seem like it's really quality control is to... It's such a mess, man. Such a mess. Um, yeah, man. It's. I'm curious. It's crazy. You're out there in Vegas, just to kind of pivot a little bit in the, in the same same region of the, the topic, though. What what uh what is it Vegas like on a, on a lockdown? Like I I've only oh, been man. to Vegas obviously as a, a tourist, and and I know what the strip is normally like, and I, I can't imagine what what it must feel like now of all places to be locked down and have hardly any human activity. But uh, what's that been like from your perspective? Uh. I mean, there's, yeah, there's no, I mean, there's nothing to do. I feel bad. I feel bad for the, the workers. This is a service industry town. Yeah. Uh, you've got, got tons of people that rely pretty much the whole city was built on tourism. And, 
these people, the people are, are, you know, I feel bad, man. I really just, this, it's very frustrating because a lot of people are, are on edge. They're out of money. Uh, they can't work. Uh, and everything is closed. Uh, you know, cause all, all Vegas is, is bars and restaurants and casinos. Yeah. Uh, so the strip is totally dead. Things are boarded up. The hotels are boarded up. Uh, it's a very, very surreal, uh, situation. Uh, has, sure. has there been any talk of when, cause I have to imagine of all places, I think I even saw the Las Vegas mayor recently say like, we can't yes. continue. We can't continue she's, like this. She's furious. Yeah. I mean, especially Las Vegas, I'm sure all over the country, all over Nevada, but Vegas particularly is entirely based all, uh, around tourism yes. about bringing people in. I mean, how much of a sense of like public furor on the ground has there been like, we can't live like this. Like this is, we're, we're going to be completely broke if we don't just turn this yeah, thing immediately. It's absolutely there. Uh, I mean, I guess it's the governor and, you know, all these things. I didn't know governors could even do this. Uh, but <laughs> I had never known that this was a quote-unquote power before, and I, yeah. I'm not even sure if there's any precedent no, that it yeah. really is, but we're all just accepting yep. it, so I guess that yeah. makes it a power. Yeah, I think the, the rules are kind of out, out of the, you know, what they can do and can't do sure. are kind of out the window. Uh, but, yeah, but the governor is saying everything has to remain closed until I think now there's an update May something. The mayor of Las Vegas has been quiet until just the last few days where now she's – She's finally kind of come out and said, this is, this is enough. This is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, because it's not, I don't think it's, it's feasible that, I mean, how are people, sure, we can all be alive, but what, what good is that if we're out of money and we're broke and, and people are just kind of, you know, in economic despair? Uh, so it's kind of the virus is the least of our worries. Uh, so, yeah, I think, I, I hope that they're going to open soon, but at the end of the day, it seems like it's the governor's uh, call, so and he wants to keep it closed a little longer. Right. And I mean, out here in California, first it was a 30 day lockdown. And then two weeks later, they already extended it to May 15th. And yep. they're already saying, well, this is going to go on into the summer. And the mayor of Los Angeles has even already already said now don't expect any concerts or sporting events until next year. And wow. to, me, to me, it's like, ha- this seems to have escalated so quickly in such an odd yes. way where first the entire thing we were told was, okay, we have to all separate socially distance yep. lockdown. I mean, my company had already sent almost everybody that couldn't work their home prior to any sort of government restriction, just because they, mm. people, you know, people generally do not want to get sick, don't want to harm yes. elderly people. And you know, yep. people are going to do what's in, in those interests typically. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it seemed to, and the, the, the sales pitch was, okay, we just need to protect the vulnerable by making sure this doesn't spread so fast to overwhelm the hospitals. Uh, that's, that's the entirety of the argument that I, that I had heard in the very beginning. Uh, it was all about just, we, everyone admitted, okay, the virus is out there. People, a lot of people are probably going to get it eventually, but we can't have it happen all at once because this way the hospitals won't be overwhelmed and they can work on new treatments and it'll be better to to even get it in six months than to get it now. But that yep. conversation has seemed to entirely change. <laughs> yeah, it's from, we just need Because it sounded like they, they were saying the virus uh, can sit in people without a symptoms for 14, maybe right. up to 21 days. Uh, so if that's the case, by that logic, maybe you could see why, okay, we do three weeks of lockdown. Right, so we slow know things every, down a bit. Right, yeah. Anybody that might have had it, um, and I'm not justifying a government lockdown at all, but yep. I can, I'm just from the logic the, the, that Right, the logic, of course. Uh, but then after that three weeks, I mean, we've probably done all we can do in terms of the current people that had had it. So, but now we're already over a month in and they've already extended it a month and they've (laughs) already laid the groundwork for extending it more months. And now I don't even see that argument anymore. Now I only see, well, don't you care about people getting sick? Everybody's, you know, people are going to get sick if you go outside. And this has just become so insane. (laughs) Like it it, it actually sounded like I could understand the logic of it before. Now right. I can't understand the logic of yeah. closing parks, closing beaches, closing trails, closing any outdoor activity yep. you might ever want to right. do, basically discouraging people from being outdoors. Yep. 
to the point that I now see people on Facebook ratting people out for just being outside oh, with, a stu- with a stupid stay the fuck home hashtag. When did this become a thing where if you go outside, you get sick or you get people sick? It's, it's just, it, I don't know where this thing, where this change happened, but it happened at some point and I didn't I, notice it until, until now. I got a, I have some, my Airbnbs are, are all ironically in Colorado and I just got a call from uh, the uh, health department for one of my, in the county of one of my Airbnbs and they, they, she sounded like tongue in cheek, but she said, this was just yesterday, that somebody called in to report that there's, people are not quote unquote social distancing at your Airbnb. Whatever in, that means. In, within their Airbnb? At my, at my Airbnb property I, I, I own, that people at the Airbnb are not social distancing. Oh, this person funny. from the health department called me to say they got a complaint. Uh, and she said she just has to follow up. And, and then I was like, well, I don't know what to tell you there. <laughs> I don't know what she, – she's like, are you aware of the uh, you know, CDC guidelines on social distancing? I said, yes, ma'am, I am. And she said, okay, that's all I need to know then. Thank right. you. I mean, but even within that, it seems so absurd. If you're a, if even if you can accept, okay, I shouldn't you know contact a bunch right. of people because we don't want to spread this thing around. But if you're with your family that you yes. already live with and you're traveling to just another <laughs> location, another yes. house, you're you're not socially distancing. I mean, yeah. I think I saw one, uh, and who knows? It was a picture. It could have been any, yep. any anything talking. But I've see I've heard enough to believe it could be real. That uh, there was a police officer talking to a couple and telling them they had to get six feet. Oh, apart. New York City. Yep. Meanwhile, yeah. Meanwhile, they live together and they're going to go home and not be socially distant it's just it's just absurd yep yeah i'm from i'm from new york originally and and my friends a lot of my friends there are all encountering bizarre situations like that uh they don't make any sense but and i don't uh i think a lot of the police uh are just don't care but then you have a few that are just really taking their job serious uh so yeah i couldn't i couldn't imagine telling somebody that with a straight face uh they live together but they have to social distance in public makes no sense at all uh Um, i'm curious uh just where do you see this all going from, from going from a month ago, from thinking you, you were sick to, uh, I guess here now, probably six, six weeks or so later to all <laughs> you've learned um, through you know, these processes of trying to get masks, trying to get tests. Has it changed? I mean, we have a bunch of mutual Facebook friends. I assume you're probably yeah, in the libertarian sphere at the very least. Oh, I'm um, libertarian as I get. Man. Yeah. I mean, I, I presume so just from seeing yeah. you know, the way you talk about things, but has this done anything to even push your views even further in, oh, in that direction? Dude, I've lost all confidence in uh, in government, man, in, in so many so many aspects. Uh, I mean, I'm not an anarchist, uh, but I mean, I just there might be by that, the end of all this. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely, man. It's just that they they the way that they've handled this was very, very, very bad. Uh, we didn't have to have any of these shortages, really. We mm-hmm. could have had uh, sanitizer, hand sanitizer, you know, ample supplies. We have people, distilleries and factories that that could make them. Uh, the, the face masks, I mean, if they weren't banning face masks month, months ago before the rest of the world wanted face masks, uh, we could all have face masks, you know, and, and the same with test kits. Everybody could have been tested by, Mar- by April 1st if not for FDA, uh, the FDA making those guidelines against home testing. Uh, so these are the big, three big things we're out of, and the government has kind of caused this entire situation with them all. Uh, you know, and the same with the economic, uh, you know, I mean, if, if we had all this stuff too, we might not have had to go into a lockdown right. is another thing, honestly, actually, it just shows you how just it's like a effect. And, uh, you know, I do think the virus, I think that, I mean, the virus is, is very serious for people who, uh, it seems to be really, really bad for some people who are vulnerable to it. I can see how, uh, it, you know, it has a low mortality rate. 
I could see you know, if it, it, it kills less than 1% of the people it infects, but if that, you know, you get a million people sick very quick and, and 0.5% of them are going to the hospital, that can overwhelm a hospital very fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can see why people kind of, it's good to, we, sh- we should try to slow it down, but I, I think we could have done that, uh, you know, just if the government had allowed these things to happen, you know, and people could kind of self-test and then self-quarantine and if they could have all worn masks. Uh, so it's, it's amazing, actually. If you they, just they, took away everything the government does to prevent it to, uh, to a take away faulty information, like when they put yep. out bad advice, because so many people are trained to listen to the government, they hear, yes. they, they hear, don't wear a mask. And then they'll yell yep. at you for wearing a mask. Those yes. same people will yell at you for not wearing a mask in two yep. weeks when the government changes their yep. mind. Or, the, or they tell you that, oh, you can't have it because you don't have a fever. When by March, I think we were pretty sure that you didn't need to have a fever to have the virus. Right. Uh, even if you didn't have the virus, the, half right. the point of the mask is to not get it. So that, yes. that logic still doesn't add up. Absolutely. It's, it's totally, you know, and they should have, they definitely should have given people better information in the beginning, I think, and they're going to the hospitals, but the hospitals were all getting that same kind of, uh, you know, the walk-in orders, you know, that this is what you have to tell people. Uh, and, and so you really got a lot of bad information around. And do those uh, orders come from the government policies? They must have been, because I went to three different hospitals because uh, I was very frustrated and it was the same, it was almost just the word for word, the same kind of thing that they were saying. So I'm imagine that, I imagine they were just all going by uh, CDC uh, guidelines, uh, something that they must have told people, this is what you tell people if they think they have it. Right. right. Uh, so yeah, definitely interesting. Uh, it's, a, it's a one way to learn, you know, it's one thing to learn about uh, libertarian theory and philosophy. Another thing to just dive right into it and see mm-hmm. it, it right in front of you every, every step of the way. Yes, that's for sure. And I think uh, the face mask shortage is going to get worse. Prices of things are going to keep going up. Uh, it, it's, I was hoping by now we would see things bottom out. Oh, and another thing I'm seeing as a problem is a lot of people seem to be now trying to import masks uh, and it's caused even more of a backlog. And, and, they're, they're putting almost all their money into, there's a few business people I know who saw this and are trying to import masks and they've put everything they have into try into production orders. And, uh, now the orders won't be here till June or July. And, uh, <laughs> It reminds me of there's like that thing well, like the cur- the curve should be really flat by then according to yeah. what I've been told. <laughs> so it's uh, yeah it's a totally and they're overpaying very high prices for it and uh, you know it reminds me of like tulip mania almost. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> everybody is trying to get into the mask thing. It's like the tulip bulbs, uh, and then eventually one day this is gonna I think maybe by June or July it's gonna be a total surplus of masks. Uh, which is great. We need masks, but the people who paid a lot of money for them are just going to be stuck with masks they can't sell. And I don't know what's mm-hmm. going to happen uh, mm-hmm. for those people. Uh, but it's definitely very, very interesting uh, for sure. Weird and wild stuff dealing with the yeah, government, man. man. Well, Alex, I really appreciate you hopping on with me here and talking about this stuff. I've been to, just toss, to, hopping on these live streams, uh, mostly with people I've already known from the podcasting community. But uh, once I saw everything you're talking about, I had to reach out and, and hear uh, you know everything you've been through. So really appreciate cool. you coming on and, and talking to us about this stuff. Uh, before I let you go, why don't you just let anybody know out there how they can maybe reach out to you if they're looking for masks or looking for help yeah, getting tests or anything like that. Of course, not for home yeah. use, but... <laughs> yep, not for home use. Make sure you do it outside. Yeah, just uh, walk out Outside at least, but not <laughs> too far outside because then you yeah. might get people sick. So oh yeah, well, gotta be careful. Might, they might report you. Uh, go to the park, whatever you do. Yeah. So uh, yeah, no, yeah, just find me on Facebook, Alexander Portelli. Uh, it's it's right now. I mean, it's just such shortages and backlogs of stuff. Uh, but maybe I can if I can help people with advice in some way or, or try to steer them in the right direction for something or or any way I can help, I'll try. 
definitely feel free to, man. I, it's, I'm trying to trying to help people get through this very uh, insane situation that we're in. So, you know. Cool, man. Thanks, Alex. I really appreciate it. Keep up the great work, man. Keep on roaring and we'll be in touch. Uh, maybe, maybe once Vegas, uh, Vegas is back to life, I'll hit you up next time I'm out there. Yeah, absolutely, man. We'll hit it. We'll go out there. All right. Thanks a lot, brother. Take care. Take care. All right, kitty cats, I hope you enjoyed this little special bonus edition. I wanted to make sure this puppy got aired uh, after Alex took the time out of his day to do that Facebook live stream with us. So I know this thing is chock full of information about how the government intervenes, uh, not just hypothetically or theoretically, but literally in one person's quest to provide people with masks, which uh, they're still deciding whether we're supposed to wear masks or not. Uh, seems to change every week now. Uh, but thank you to Alex for coming on the show. And uh, if you enjoy what we do here, if you like to support what we're doing, if you like this extra content you're getting uh, in these lockdown months, please do consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash lionsofliberty. And once again, I'm not going to shut up till it's over because I have to self-promote because I put a lot of time and effort into this presentation that I'll be giving at Offshore Escape 2020. So I want you guys to see it. It doesn't cost you a dime to head over to lionsofliberty.com slash escape and get your free ticket today. That's all I ask of you besides to stay tuned. Next week on Monday, I will be speaking with a couple guys from an amazing company called Student Loan Tutor who are helping people navigate the student loan system and end the student loan crisis without calling for a bailout. What a novel concept. Uh, these guys are great. Zach Geis and Michael Kundek. So t- stay tuned for that on Monday. Of course, on Wednesday, you'll have Brian hitting you upside the head with his classic brand of mispronunciations, cursing and ranting with Electric Liberty Land, while John Oder- Odermatt wraps things up on Friday with his amazing, hard-hitting and uh, inspiring look at the broken criminal justice system. His interview last Friday, yesterday, I guess, was uh, amazing. His interview with Lynn Ulbricht. You got to check that out. That was our Nittany level episode where one of our $50 a month supporters gets to produce a show for a day. So just another reason to check out the Lions of Liberty Pride at patreon.com slash Lions of Liberty. Folks, I'm just going to see you in a couple days. I'll be back soon. Don't be too sad. I'll see you on Monday. Until next time, live long and live free.